Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the ABV Podcast. I am your host, Chuck P. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for downloading. Remember, you can find the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. We're all over the damn place. Just look for us. You'll find us. Don't forget, we've got T-shirts available as well. tpublic.com slash users slash Upsets Apparel. I want to kill Ross for making such a complicated link that I have to remember when I'm drinking beer. It's tough. but Upsets Apparel. Go on there. Get some uh, get some Disney shirts that Ross makes. Get some uh, ABV podcast shirts. We've got four of them to choose from. They're all pretty cool. We even have like a Ramones kind of logo shirt. Yeah. Oh, Brandon. Right at my alley. Yeah. It's some cool stuff. Well, Ross is a punk rocker. He's an old school punk rocker, so he's going he's gonna to go for that. But check those out as well. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bob. That's all good. Sorry about that, Bob. We are at Tiger Tavern in Prairieville, Louisiana, for those who are listening outside of Louisiana. I hope there's a lot of those people. That would be really cool if that was. Yeah. So, we're in Prairieville. We're at Tiger Tavern, one of the craft beer meccas in the Central Parish. Probably the only craft beer mecca in the Central Parish until Gillen Brewing Company opens up yeah. in September, October, November, somewhere around there. I'm just going to put late 2019. How about that, Derek? Fall. Fall. Fall 2019. All right, we do that. So Brandon Stack is here with us. Uh, he works over here at Tiger Tavern and at Tender Brewing Company. So, Brandon, thank you, sir, for being hey, on the show. Thanks for popping out, man. Thank you for uh, bringing some beers as well. Derek and Alex from Gilla Brewing Company, thank you guys for bringing some beers and showing up and hanging out. Gilla, Gilla. Thanks for having us. And we've got Ryan here from NOLA Brewing Company down in the Big Easy. Ryan, bro, thank you for being here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much for having us. I'm, I'm glad you're here. A little volume two. I'm glad you. Yeah, a little volume two. A little volume two, baby. Part two. We. we <laughs> if you listened a so few weeks earlier, you heard us here at Tiger Tavern. We were Absolutely. drinking some beers and talking some stuff. So this is a continuation of that. I feel like this is the R-rated version of like what we were intending to do in the first place. So if, if so this was going to be even worse. You enjoyed like and then and you were listening with your kids. Like maybe switch that off. Man, if you're listening with your kids, I'm sorry right now. Yeah. No, no, no. Neither, neither of my children. One's four, one's fifteen, and no. I actually, my fifteen-year-old son makes fun of me for my craft beer 
geekness and like I let him try. I forgot what I was drinking one night. What was I drinking? Maybe Bourbon County or something like that. No, it was Maple Shade. It was a year and a half old Maple Shade that I opened up and I let him try it. He was like, this is horrible. How can you drink this? And I'm like, good. That's the right answer I wanted to hear from you. I don't have to worry about you out there drinking with all your friends. Right. You like said, son, you'll realize when your balls drop one day. Well, I told him, I was like, when you get older, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah, know you'll, better. You'll, you'll, so, so let, me, let me ask you, as a parent with a 15-year-old. Yes. When you bust him when he's in high school one day, he comes on drugs and found him Coors Light. Do you get on him for drinking Coors Light or do you get on him for drinking beer? I'm going to get on him for Coors Light first. <laughs> Right. Look, if you get drunk, you got your priorities. Yeah. Have you been to my cellar? Yeah. Have you not right. seen what I have? You've seen what I drink, son. You know what's in my fridge and what I have stored. Don't I told you we could hang out together. <laughs> Breaking my heart. He finally got drunk, and you're like, son, uh, a little disappointed drink. So what did you get drunk on? Of course, like, uh, I think I've never been more disappointed in you in my life. Add an extra week to that ground. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we don't condone underage drinking on the yeah, ABV yes, podcast. <laughs> I want to say this, though. Even though it's it not condoned, we all did it. Yeah, yeah, we've all done it. I will say this. At, at this point, right now, the craft beer industry, this is a serious career path that kid could take. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and yeah. it's something that, you know, I don't see why you... Like, if I knew where that I was going to be doing this right now at 35 years old, I would love to have gone. Instead of going, I mean, I love my time at LSU, but I would love to go somewhere to actually learn this stuff back then. Oh, for sure. Could you imagine where you would be right now if you had gone to, you know, the Siebel Institute or something, you know, 15, 16 years ago? Yeah. Well, I graduated high school. I'm an old fucker. I graduated in 1990. Did they have high school in 1990? They did. Not much. We, we were, it was all candlelight. Three years old. <laughs> I'm, I told you. I was born I'm, in 1986. I'm, I'm just saying. So, like, even, like, I didn't know. Back then, I didn't even drink beer. Like, I drank whiskey because right. I didn't like the taste of beer. Well, and, like, we drink whatever the fuck we can get our hands on. Yeah, I mean, I was drinking, I was drinking fucking Canadian club and shit we like that. We had no idea even how to do no, it. No, no. And when I did start drinking beer, I did drink Coors Light because it didn't taste like anything. Right. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I can drink this. It doesn't taste like anything. I think the first, I guess, quote, unquote, craft beer. Well, no, I had a, a first one I had was I had a Guinness. I, I love this. What is the first beer that you consider having? That was crap. That was crap. I would say uh, it was yes. definitely a Guinness. And I had a red stripe right after that. Now, when I had a red stripe, I fucking, right. I was like, this is awesome. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it went from there. Now, so Guinness red stripe. And I didn't like Guinness. I was like, first, oh, this is fucking, I can't drink this. this. Let me ask you this. Okay. First American beer. First American craft beer that you just got fucking attached to. What was it? Beta Amber, probably. What? Not mad. Not mad. So probably Beta, Beta Brewing, Amber. Beta Brewing, Louisiana. They yeah. fucking started in 1986. Yeah. So that's literally the year that I was born. I'm 32 <laughs> years old. That's the thing. So we respect them as as the first. It's kind of like the, right? godfathers, the godfathers of craft beer in yes. Louisiana. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. Know, they were the first. I agree. What I agree. Was, what was your first, Alex? Was, craft beer and first American yeah. craft beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My first craft beer, you know, by definition, was the beer to handle. Like, but yeah. the one, it's not American, but the one craft beer 
that like absolutely turned me on to yeah. all the styles yeah. of rap was Samuel Smith's Oatmeal Stout. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy I mean, Smith. Like, like a lot of people from the Baton Rouge area, I've got my introduction at, at the Chimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I remember it was, you know, we, we've been, me and my buddy, we had tried plenty of different craft beers at this point. Like, well, not craft, but, you know, whatever Abita had out. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get something. Really off the wall, and I just remember reading the description of it, and I was like, "Oatmeal stout? What the shit is this?" Got oatmeal in his beer? I ordered it, and it came, and it was just black as could be, darkest thing I'd ever seen. And I had it, and I was like, "This is actually fucking amazing." This is yeah. That's awesome. That's All right, awesome. Derek. Same question. First craft beer that you ever had, or and first beer that you ever had. First craft beer, probably something that would be a Yeah, gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. I feel like anybody that does a Santa Vita yep. either isn't from here or the line. Or prefers their line. The yeah. fucking line. Yeah. You know, the real, the, the, I'll say this. The first real craft beer that set it off for me, especially in the more hot profile, was Stone's Arrogant Bastard. Okay. Um, you know, that was just, at the time, I'm having a. Louisiana brewery that you were like, you know what? No. This is where I'm at. Okay, so what was distributed to Texas and Oklahoma would have been a beer. So is I'm that sure, what you were? Yeah, I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay. okay. Everything was 3.2. So we had a little F5? No, this was like, okay, you say 86, I was born in 79. Right. So right, like, right. when You're I was like, old yeah, motherfucker. You were right there with me. Yeah, when I, was, <laughs> when I was 15, I remember like I had some buddies come to my house one day and they were just like, hey, we're going to go party tonight. And I was just like, I was 15 and they were, I was the youngest one in my class, so they're all driving. So I just hop in and they're like, what do you want to get? And I was like, man, I want Zima. Because it had just came out. Yeah, it, it just came out. of beers. Oh, yeah, and I was all oh, amped up about it. I think I got a six-pack, I drank one, and I gave the rest away, and I don't remember getting home. So, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely not a craft, but uh, did you know that Zima had a competitor? Really? Yeah. Uh, Zima's, uh, was it Anheuser-Busch or Zima Coors? I think Zima's Anheuser-Busch. Okay, well, Coors or Miller Coors put out another one called Q. Q-U-B-E. I never heard of that one. Oh, yeah. man. We saw billboards for months. Oh. And we were like, we were going well, to Well, you guys every- are closer to, to Colorado as well, so that would make well, more maybe sense. So, yeah. Well, and we were going to every gas station, every like grocery store looking for the Q. And then I remember we, we found it. We found it right. one day. So we had a buddy that had a beard. So he was 17, so we put a little flannel on him, and he looked like a lumberjack. <laughs> and we sent him in, and he got us out a couple of cases of Q. And the next day at lunch, we were drinking cases of Q. Yeah. 
We might. Well, no, we didn't. Well, I mean, we we grabbed it for everybody. Right. So we go right. to the McDonald's at lunch the next day, and we just sit in the parking lot and we just pound these cubes. Eat chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. and drink cubes. Oh no, we didn't even eat. I remember a buddy of mine was sitting in the. I back, made a ten like, piece with some barbecue sauce <laughs> and then like a black cherry cube. Yeah. To yeah. fucking get this party off started. Dip, dip this up? nugget in this cube, man. Yeah. Good lord. Oh yeah, and that was god awful. But I think like. It had to have been like I mean Derek brought up like Arrogant Bastard But I think it was probably Like something from New Belgium Was probably like The first American craft beer That I had yeah, yeah, I think it yeah. might have been Shift. Fat Tire Yeah Shift. definitely Fat Tire Cause I remember yeah. I remember going to the Chimes And like I Doing the whole Around the world thing When that was the thing there Yeah And at one point They were like We got Fat Tire on tap I'm like I don't know what that is And they were, they were like Look It's not they don't sell it here. Right. We Fort have Collins, a keg. Colorado. Yeah, we have a keg. So, yeah. like, you like amber beers, you'll like this. I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. When I try it, I'm like, holy fuck, this is delicious. I remember going to gun Man. stores back when you could get yingling there and you couldn't get it here. Yeah. And buying, like, four cases of yingling and bring them out here. Like, I got some yingling, like, bitches. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got yingling, but nobody really, like, you couldn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It's one of those beers to where, like, and now that we have it distributed along the state, it's one of those things that, like, well, that's the, yeah, exactly. and that's the thing, dude. Like, same thing with New Belgium. Once when New Belgium it. finally yeah. got here, yeah. and you could walk into Circle K and get and fat, grab tire, a fat tire, nobody yeah. cares. Right. Same thing over. with Dogfish. Even everybody, that fat tire is such a fucking delicious. It's a beer. solid beer. Yes. The exclusivity of beer is definitely, you know. It definitely drives things up, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, we uh, drank a stout by Aslan here at uh, Coco Mastro, 16.5%. Dude, this is delicious. Uh, non barrel really aged stout. That, that, that Aslan's been putting out some heavy ABV stouts. Did you wait, stuff. hold up. Did you say 16.9? 16.5. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, they, uh, most of their stouts are 50%. More. Ryan's um, down that thing like a shot, too. This is, uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Got uh, some monster coffee in it. Oh, toast of coconut. <laughs> and a little tiger nibs. Excellent. Uh, Aslan's killing it with the non barrel aged stuff. It's really you good. Get a chance man. to try it. I would recommend it. Uh, even the barrel aged stuff is killer. But, uh, the cocoa nibs are definitely coming through on this thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, Brandon just poured us up. I'll let him tell you about it. It's a strawberry rhubarb from a Great Divide. The little oh, sour ale. God, I love Great Strawberries Divide. and rhubarb at it. Yeah. Strawberries, super present. I guess that's all we're doing now. It's a Great Divide, right? From fucking Denver? What do you mean? I mean, we did, like, look, check out part part one of this episode. <laughs> hear about some other Great Divide beers. Great Divide. Look, <laughs> great Divide. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have any Great Divide in the first one. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did. Great Notion. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great notion. notion. Great Notion. What the fuck is See, the look, difference? give me that beer back. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm taking that back. Cut, I'm cutting Ryan off right now. All right. No, all right. Don't, don't cut me off. No, no, we're going to give him more. We're going to yeah. balance him out. Yeah. Great Divide makes my favorite stout. Yeti. The Yeti. Is, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite stout, man. I love oh, that beer so much. I'll tell you what, this... Definitely some nice strawberry notes for sure. Mm-hmm. What's the ABV on this guy? Hashtag mm-hmm. please six point you know so you know support and follow ABV. Oh, that's good. Appreciate that, sir. That's good, man. I like yeah. yeah. A little rhubarb. Little flamingos on the 
Flamingos, little Mingos, little Mingos, man. Yeah. <laughs> little Mingos, little rhubarb. Yeah, little no. rhubarb. This what call me in high that's school. A, that's what, that was your name. That was your nickname, yeah. little rhubarb. No, I just like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, just like saying that. Subject, rhubarb. First time I ever heard rhubarb. I'm a big movie guy. A lot of our beers that we make sometimes have movie influence names. You don't movie. say. Hashtag Gilla Brewing. You know, like I, uh, not the gum drop button. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big movie buff and uh, rhubarb. Uh, any other song, Grumpy Old Men? Yes. Yeah, it's the I best. To, so yeah. I love Jack Lemon, Walter Mathall, and uh, <laughs> he tells his son that his wife basically made a rhubarb pie. So she was a with the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Learning to it, and she died because of it, but she didn't care because that was a spirit. No. Safe. Dedicated woman. And I always wondered, I was like, what the fuck is a rhubarb? So, uh, you know, I looked it up, and I saw it. It's like, almost just like a red celery in my opinion. Right? Well, a little strawberry, right? And I was like... I never had it, to be honest with you. This is my first rhubarb beer. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, that was on a trip when Zach and I went to Colorado last year. We went to Great Divide, and, man, we I barely remember being there. We were there. Dude, I wish, yeah. I wish I'd have known y'all were there because I'd have been like, I'm going to Venmo you guys Great a Divide bunch of money to buy me a bunch of beer. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Like, we just they grabbed one of everything pretty They much. had a... Um, Probably what, like a 32 ounce old fashioned bottle that was very similar to like some of these old fashioned stouts. Okay. As far as they like use some cherries, some uh, bitters, some oranges, and that whole thing, man. Like, that was the most ridiculous thing. It's like they were coming in with that kind of brew. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Fast by Great Divide every morning. Yeah. Craft brews. Oh, dude. Yeah. Between yeah. Airbnb and the Colorado Convention. Right. Every single morning. Yeah, dude. I went to GMB. Oh, it's, it's a great little style. Yeah. My goal is to try to get to Great American Beer Fest this year and experience that. I've never been, and like every year, I, every year I say I'm going this year, and I never go. This year, though, I'm going. I'm yeah. fucking going. A bit of advice: <laughs> Do not drop your glass inside the convention right. center. Right. Yeah. You will Everybody catch there. So much shit. Oh. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. They told us when we walked in, like, don't drop your glass. And because it's like, they, why? And they said, you'll find out. They right. give you a little plastic glass, and you're in this huge convention center. Floors are steaming and everything. So as soon as you drop it, you can hear it bouncing and echoing. Oh, so everybody's like, everybody's in. Yeah. Then you hear everybody. Wow, okay. That's good to know. I want to give a, a little little props to, to you guys and Gilla for making probably the best Christmas beer I've ever had in my entire life. And that's the Jelly of the Month Club. Now, I'm not a big fan of Christmas beers. Abita Christmas Ale, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Abita, but that beer... To me, tastes like what the water at the base of a Christmas tree would taste like. <laughs> that, be- that beer is not good. The beer, the the Jelly of the Monk Club that Gilla Brewing makes, from the first fucking sip, 
reminds me of Christmas. It just tastes like Christmas. That's the only way I can explain it. And I don't know how you guys did it, but so, that beer is fucking ridiculously good. Jelly of the Month Club. Um, and the name's killer. Yeah, give us that insight, man. Please. I was searching Instagram, and Ingenious in Houston, Ingenious does a bunch of wild, crazy ideas. Yeah. They're putting adjuncts in beers all day, every day. Yeah. And uh, I saw they were doing a cranberry maple sour. And I told my wife, I was like, that just sounds really good. Fuck yeah. And I was like, hey, but it can't be overly maple sweet. So kind of talking to Brad and Alex about it. And, you know, we really couldn't get together. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I got free time. I said, I'll brew us a Berliner and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you know, puree and pasteurized some cranberries. I found some vanilla bean infused maple syrup and uh, some cinnamon stitch, Vietnamese cinnamon. And, you know, kind of played with it a little bit. Kept tasting it, so I thought we had the, the right profile. You know, I felt, you know, I told Alex and Brad both that I felt like the maple wasn't overly strong and maybe possibly should have maybe mold some of the maple in the beer, but I was using the base beer for a couple of other beers as well. And uh, Brad actually went to Houston and was able to get a crowd of the Ingenious one, and we tried to side by it. And the Ingenious one was very heavy maple. I thought it took away from the cinnamon cranberry characteristics, especially in a burner. I felt like the fruit really needs to shine. Um, this fun, fun beer to make. You know, that's, that's what I like to do is multiple different combinations. You know, we did a basically a dream single. My dad had a tree with satsumas on it. Pureed them, juiced them up, added vanilla bean to it with lactose, made like a dream single sour, and then did a, uh, a dragon fruit pineapple beer. Oh, that dragon fruit, dude. Uh, oh, man. They wanted to mess with dragon fruit. The expensive. They had it on sale. Like, let's try it out. Uh, you know, definitely some... Uh, some fun names, Dragon Fruit, we called Mobamba from the rap song. And then the uh, the Dream Sugar one was You're with the French called Les Incompetents. Come along. So, uh, so yeah, such a I like that. Alex can, Alex can detest the names. Uh, I always message them, like, what about this name? What about this name? What do you think about this name? Right. I have like a whole fucking phone book of yeah, names. Yeah, fucking better. Yeah. Right? Well, That's names are be the best part. Yeah. Names are tough though because, like, just when you think you have like a super cool name for a beer, and you kind of Google that, there's a brewery up in fucking Montana that right. has uh, that, that name. Particular name. And, you know, I feel like even some breweries are playing off the same names now. Yeah. If they copyright it or they trademark it, okay, look, I understand. But you know, there's nothing more that gives me, especially, the satisfaction of. A lot of, you know, one, the name, but also 
you know, visually like labels, you know, we're talking about the great notion label earlier, you know. Those labels just pop. They're fun to look at. They're yeah, right. cool. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. You know, people are very visual with what they're looking at. And, you know, we're actually a guy that did our logo for us, uh, Dustin Barlow, a good friend of mine. Shout out, Dustin. Shout out. Yeah. Shout, Shout out. out. He's <laughs> a killer logo, logo, too. Uh, you know, Alex, uh, you know, Gillian, for some people that are listening for the first time, yeah. dad's nickname was Gillian. Uh, and we named the group for that. We thought it was unique, but one honor is dad. And two, you know, it, 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 it has meaning not only because his dad was a big influence in the parish, but it also meant something to Alex as a partner and to feel like to do that for him and for that for him to see that name on the brewery and for us to hopefully be successful yeah you know that means a lot to him and his family and you know uh, I think Dustin brushed the logo uh, logo is great I gave him some ideas of what I thought maybe you got this fucking like. hop you got this fucking hop gorilla exactly <laughs> which is dope you, know, you got I, this fucking hop gorilla I gave him some ideas so of the logo and I was like you know this is kind of what we discussed and so when he came back to me about four weeks later he's like look man I didn't really do what you told me to do he's like but I just want you to trust me he sent it to me and I was like I love it it's yeah. it stands for what we are you know and we get a lot of comments on the logo we have a, our house IPA it's uh, called Gilla Warfare instead of Gorilla Warfare right. and I've got them uh, working on a label for that right now you know kind of do like a platoon Vietnam type gorilla oh nice thing. nice um, you know, it's, uh, I can't wait to see how it comes out. It's in the process. We'll uh, do that. We're going to work with some fun labels to do some fun merch. We're not really going to release cans like Nola does, but, you know, we'll have some unique merchandise and stuff. Talking about like, like Nola does. <laughs> y'all, y'all can beers. I want to I know who comes up with the with the, yeah. the names at Nola, like the Hotback Cadillac, Forklift Jar Ride, oh, Mood yeah, Shoes. Like, yeah. like, who comes up with those names? We is that have like a, a collaborative yeah, thing. It or is, is like, man. We have like a little round table, like you know, a little round table discussion. Nice. You know what I mean? We look at the different um, hops and stuff like that. We fucking want to realize, and you know, we get earlier, but kind of make those names. So that's yeah. it, man. Like we all have a good time with it. We all try to like. You know, just kind of make shit that we want to drink. Period. It's it. The the cool thing about that is you guys want to make make stuff you want to drink, but also apparently the public wants to drink that as well because yeah, you guys are just killing. Like, but that's the only thing that you could ever ask. Yeah. You know, if you end up making beer that, you know, like you, your idea. It's to make beer that you want to drink, and then the rest of the public in Louisiana wants to do it too. That's that's it's perfect. Yeah, truly. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, how much? Like, what else could we ask for? True, man. You're right. We make these beers, and other people want to drink them just as much as we do. That's our thing. Zach over there yelling at people. Well, hey, we're on the radio over here. <laughs> Welcome to Tiger Tavern, everybody. Uh, trying to, uh, try to do a podcast over here, man. Yeah. There's no such thing as a radio. So, Ryan, have you guys thought about doing like an imperial version of maybe the Irish Channel Stout or like some? Just, oh, that's a great idea, dude. Irish Channel Stout is one of my favorite stouts. Like, I love that beer so much. I know at one point in the 
in the early tap room phase, like when it was that one little small room, they did uh, a version of the Irish Channel Stout, but it, it was like a girl stout cookie, like yeah. the like the mint chocolate, yeah. like the mint cookie, right. and it was fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I need that all the time. Yeah, yeah. it was great, man. Um, I mean, I know, I know the juice bomb and the haziness is like the big yeah, thing. Yeah, like, that's the big thing, but like... So we've done a couple of uh, dessert stouts with Sucre. So Sucre yeah. in New Orleans it is, del- is... Sucre is delicious. Right. So what they do, they're an actual company, and they make um, different desserts that they decided to reach out to us with as well and be like, hey, let's make a dessert style off of the different dessert recipes that you guys put out in public. Okay. So we're like, perfect, man. It sounds great. They just so happen to be nine and a half slash ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's though. So it's like, it's not like you, you know, you're getting in with any fucking people that are like, Hey man, I don't really drink beer. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like these beers were made for people that drink fucking beer. And that's exactly what we did. We got a uh, another one that's coming out that we're gonna do with um Oh my god. <laughs> you draw a blank. Right, right. <laughs> of course. But it's like it's gonna be like a um, bananas foster. Oh, so we okay. got with these guys and we did, you know, they served us a bunch of different macaroons. Like, which one of these guys could you make a beer out of? And Bananas Foster's macaroon was one of them that we absolutely are going to do. That's that a New Orleans. Now. That's a New Orleans thing too, as well. I mean, Bananas Foster. I'm not positive yet. I'm not oh. sure if we're going to do a stout or a fucking Bananas Foster's macaroon IPA with it. Wow. Ooh. So that's the difference. That idea too. Right. That's oh, so there's okay. going to be a little fucking, you know, we're a little competition on it, and we'll like, see. see. No, of course. Not. Well, no, of course. but good competition. But like, right. if that happens and you do an IPA, yeah. And, you, and Derek, you guys do an IPA, yeah. I want to do a podcast. I want to. I want to have both of those beers here. <laughs> you want to do a podcast, which is awesome. I want to do an event. We can do that too, right? I want to do podcast the event. We both show up together, and we fucking release these beers hey, together. That's what I want to do. Ooh, yeah. even better. I'm in. We're even in. Better. Of course, we're in. Yeah, it's documented right here on this yeah. podcast. We're I have doing it. it. I have it right here. <laughs> so that's something that got made right here. On the fucking ABV podcast, I'm bringing people that's together. The, is that the first fucking? That's the first collaboration. collaboration? That's it, right is here. Is that on the, the first collaboration? This is it. They got fucking nailed down on air. This is it, right that's here. That's it. <laughs> it's the Gilla Noel Brewing collab. That's holy awesome. yes. shit. I love it. Hey love man, it. well you're fucking welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're fucking welcome. Greatness is that's yeah. it. That's so, it. Man, so let's do a fucking beer, collaboration. Well, Why wouldn't we? Why exactly? Why wouldn't? Yeah. Why Absolutely. Yeah. So what do we have in the glass right here? What is what is this? Right, this, this is one I just brought back uh, from my trip in Colorado. It's a couple of. It's a collaboration between a couple of up and comers you probably never heard of. Uh, Wellworks and Cerebral. I don't know. <laughs> never heard of Wellworks, bro. Yeah. Never. Uh, Dude, look at that. Look at that fucking. That's. Man, that's yeah. sunshine this, this right one is there, called man. Trade Secrets, New England style double IPA. Oh god, that's delicious. Well works and Cerebral. Nelson Sovan, Sabro, and Citra Hot. Sabro. Holy. Next, I got told you fools. We do a lot of shows. We're, we're talking Nelson. about collabs. Um, yeah. You know. So there's another brewery that 
Fox is on the hush hush about opening up. They should be opening up soon. So oh shit! Okay. Baton Rouge area. Yeah. I'm not gonna say anything else more than that. I might know you talking, but uh, I'm from New Orleans. What's up? Let me in on that beat. It's not my place to say, but <laughs> we were talking down. about uh, Neapolitan. Where were we at? Stouts and uh, he brought up the idea that I thought was very cool. He said, "How cool would it be to do a Neapolitan stout?" Everybody make the same stout base, but like Tin Roof make the chocolate version. He make the strawberry version. We make the vanilla version. Fuck yeah, that's a great and idea. You get you go to each place the day of the release. You go to each place. You get the cans and you go home and you, and you blend it and mix it together. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. You know to you know to have everybody brews the same base stout and then you adjunct it and then you release it at each place. Uh, I thought that was a very cool idea. I mean, you can do that with a lot of beers, uh, you know. With a Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout. You get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Do it? Uh, no, we haven't done it yet, but I know it's called. It's something he wants to do. Uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, know, it sounds like a great idea. Open. Um, you know, uh... Once he does open, which he should be getting close, I'm pretty sure they'll be marketing it in more. It's been kind of hush hush. Really cool place, man. Uh, happy for him. Obviously, just with anybody opening, you know, we I mean we have quite a few breweries around here that are going to be opening. I mean, Cypress Coast is uh, they got their spot, their demolition right now. I know they're about to apply for their TTB here. Um, Rally Cap. Yep. Supply for their TTB. They should be getting it back here soon. They're you, looking. you said you had some of their beers at Zaps. Yeah, so we mm-hmm. had a, a few beers of uh, Rally Cap. They had an IPA and a Pell. Uh, the Pell they had was was great. A lot. They had Sabro hops in it. Actually, very nice peachy undertones on it. Almost like the the peach gummy rings that you had. Uh, IPA was good. I think I preferred the Pell more, which I, I told them both. Good. Very excited to see where they're going. They got a really nice space, a lot of room. Um, kind of a little jealous of that. To be honest with you. But uh, they put it this way: when they open, we're probably two or three months behind when they open. Okay. So they're thinking they're probably open sometime around probably early summer, and we'll probably be late summer, early fall. Um, yeah. Guys are making just a really two really good guys, man. Uh, you know. They're going to do well. I mean, we welcome everybody, you know, because yeah. the more the merrier, you know. It's, it's kind of like NOLA, for instance. You know, if I'm going to NOLA Brewery for release, if I'm already there, I'm going to Urban South. I'm going right. to Meadow. I'm going to yeah. Brewery, Farlow, yeah. Courtyard, you know. Yeah. If I'm making there, I'm going to make the trip. Yeah. And that's what I want for us, you know. For that's all we one want. One place to go. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, you know, Tin Roots haven't released today. Well, shit, I already came down here for that. Let me go hit up Gila, Cypress Coast, Southern Crab, yeah. you know. Exactly. Whatever. You know, and make the make the trip. It's good for everybody. You know, I mean, Baton Rouge could essentially have their whole Baton Rouge bus tour as opposed to no yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Whatever happened, I know Jay Dakota was kind of doing a little uh, bus thing where he was picking people up in Baton Rouge and bringing them to the breweries in New Orleans. It was it was a, it was a thing that him and Matt Moscona right, yeah. and uh, God, I, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy that was part of it. Uh, oh, dude, I can't remember his name. Anyway, well, Chuck thinks yeah. Jada Cody. I need to be on that Matt Nascona show. <laughs> FYI. Well, Jada's Jada stuff with Matt during uh, football season. They do a tailgate segment on Matt's show. Uh, 
But Lee Feinswag, yeah, that's the other guy. So he is a craft beer man. Lee's so a local, local sports guy. Yeah, local sports guy here in Baton Rouge. So they put a little segment on the show once a week. They put together, yeah, they put and they put together like a little uh, Nola bus tour where they went to Port Orleans, Urban South. I don't remember what the other one they went to. Maybe Parlo. Parlo might have been the other one. Uh, I'm sure Chuck P could get somebody some cans of some people. Maybe so. Maybe so. Like I, I will probably be an advocate for Gila Bowie Company. Uh, I'm here for you guys. <laughs> but uh, he did talk about doing something. I think the next thing they were trying to plan was uh, something in Lafayette, like with Parrish and Bayou Tesh. To do something over there, like like start off at Tin Roof and you go to go to Bayou Tesh and Parish or whatever. I don't know when that's going down, uh, but yeah, to do a new, another New Orleans thing, I would I would like to see Jay and Matt and Lee team up with the Nola Brewbus guys and do that run on chop and do Port Orleans and do Liel and do. Urban South and do NOLA and do Brew Curry and do Courtyard yeah. and do all those down there. You gotta hit the five. Yeah, you have to. You know what I'm saying? You have to hit your NOLA Brewing, your Urban South, your Miel, your Courtyard, um, your Port Orleans. Like, that's, that has to be done. Yeah. That, I, I want to do that it didn't myself. Exist. Like, that's, no. that's one of those things. It's like, it used you know, to be just no long years, shop, and right, that was it. Right, right. So for <laughs> 10 years, it was just us. And now we have all these other things, and they're all making great beers. Yeah. So it's very important that everybody goes and supports everyone. I, that's where we're at. I've never been to Port Orleans. I've, I've had their beers. I've never I've never been to it's the tap room. beautiful brewery. Beautiful yeah. tap beautiful. room. I, yeah. Actually, yeah. I went there with my wife, and uh, the guy that designed the brewery just happened to be there. He brought me in the back. He showed me everything. I mean, it's... It's, I need. It's, it's I need. Yeah. I need to get in touch with uh, my friend Halston McCollum, who works for Port Orleans. Halston. Yeah, Halston. I know oh, Halston, Halston from back in her St. Arnold days, yeah, and she was no a St. Arnold, St. Arnold girl. So, yeah. I need to get with her and schedule something there. But I've never been to Miel. I've never been to Brew Curry. I've been to Courtyard a couple times. Courtyard reminds me of these breweries that I went to when I was in Portland. Yeah. Like just this neighborhood brewery that's just like laid back, and like they have their right. beers and like everyone else's beer as well. I've never been to Brew Creek. No, I've never it's been nice. to Parlo Beer Lab as well. I've never, I've never been there. Dude, I, unfortunately, I don't get down to New Orleans as much as I'd love to get down there. We've got to get you down there. I'm, dude, I you agree. You have to come and fucking spend that with us. For, what, what I need 100%. to do is... Probably what I need to do is like take a weekend where yeah. I have nothing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I absolutely see um, what breweries are fucking really coming for. Yeah. It, I'll, we'll, and we'll, it's beautiful. We'll go to NOLA, we'll do something in the tap room, yeah. and then like we'll go to all those other places and just fucking hang out and have some beers and shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, there's the, the, the NOLA beer scene is so fucking good and it's, it's so big right now. Yeah. yeah. But just nobody expects it. No, no. You know, that's that's what's so beautiful. Yeah. And I, there was never anybody that came through and was like, I tell you what, New Orleans is going to make beer. Yeah. Nobody right. knew that. Right? No. And it's 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 good to see Baton Rouge yeah. doing that because like 
for the longest time it was just tin roof and nobody else and then Southern right. Craft came along and now you got Rally Cap and you got some a few other places that are coming along yeah. that like there's no reason there shouldn't be five or six you know breweries in Baton Rouge to offer you really good beer sure. and now in Ascension Parish and Gonzales we've got Gillick about to come up the fact that Gillick can exist is legitimately a it's a great lead into what we're doing as yeah. a community. Agree, dude. Right. Like it's it's perfect. Because they should. Anybody that has an aspect, has an idea, has a plan for this business should be able to get into it. And the fact that they have is is brilliant, man. Like I, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for everybody else too. You know? Like everybody else that's coming in afterwards, I'm stoked on that fact. And the great thing about that is it's just like I see with Gila opening the community around here embracing that. Yeah. Like this area is, you know, a lot a lot of it's known for, you know, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Coors, Michelob Ultra, whatever. Yeah. But there is there is a strong craft beer community yeah. in Ascension Parish and the surrounding areas Absolutely. that are going to, when those guys open up, they're going to show up to that tap room yeah. and they're going to support those guys they and they're going to buy better. those beers. Yeah, they're, better. And they're going to drop them from Baton Rouge yeah. and they're going to drive in from New Orleans. Yes, and like, and it's, and hopefully that inspires others in this area to, to go out and do the same thing. keep it moving. And, and, yeah. and you know, and, and and put out beer on that same level that that these guys are going right. to put out because I'm I'm for everyone, and this is for like for for Tin Roof, for Southern Craft, for hell, even for Parish and Bayou Tesh and stuff. Gila is coming, and they're coming in strong. They're coming in with solid fucking beers. And I'm not just saying that because these guys are sitting at the table. If they weren't sitting at the table, I'd say the same thing. I've had their beers. Their beers are really, really good. And the public has already commented on what they feel, how they feel about those beers. They've had them at Zaps. They've had them at all these beer festivals. They've won awards. So right there is proving that the people have spoken, and, like, these guys, like... This is the people's choice. This is what we this is what we like here. Right. So when they open those doors in September, they they're gonna fucking have people in there supporting them and buying that beer, which is only gonna be great for Nola and for 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 Bayou Tesh and for Port Orleans and for everybody around here for the Louisiana craft beer scene. That like everybody's gonna stand up and start taking notes and like, look, Louisiana is putting some really solid beers on the map. Be, everybody needs to take notice. This is not some fucking fly-by-night one-off shit. Right. We've got solid craft breweries here in this mm-hmm. state putting out quality beers to compete with anybody around. Okay, well, oh, yeah. all you have to do is look at fucking Ten Roof Brewing from fucking, right, from your hometown, from motherfucking um, Baton Rouge. They won GABF. They won fucking for gold, gold medal for fucking... IPA, right? Which is ridiculous. The only right? Louisiana brewery to ever win a gold medal at yeah, yeah, first American Beer Fest. I, I was in the tap room when we got the call. Dude, it was awesome. Congratulations. And that only helps out and everyone thank else you. here. Thank you so much for doing that and really, really setting the pace for everybody else in this fucking state. Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's a beautiful thing because as soon as people start thinking about tender 
And them being a Louisiana brewery, they fucking think of us all. Yes. And that's what we're out here trying to do. That gold medal is for that's everyone what in the we're state. trying yeah. to do. It's it's right. it's not I just wish for we were, Yeah, I, I would have loved to have won that. But if you ask me right now, if, it, if it's a jealousy thing or anything like that, the fact that they won that, absolutely not. I respect them so fucking much, and I'm so glad they did, because it shines a light on all beer that's being made in this state right fucking now. Yes. And that's what's important. Yeah, we've got beer being traded here in Louisiana for, like, Pliny. Yeah. And Hetty Topper, and like, or like if that's you amazing. Put our, like, if you, but put you our beers said that against 10 years those. Ago. Put our beers against those, and tell me where we're at. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The and amount of thing. people that it's drive in from out of state to go to all like the parish releases. Yeah, I right. mean, they're driving from Florida and Georgia, yeah. and like, yeah. it's it's. Think about it. it you know, it, it's kind of like what you're saying. You know, we're in a good line here. You, you know, if you're in Baton Rouge, you're coming to Baton Rouge. Ten roofs right there by the Mississippi River Bridge. If you head to Nola, you stop off in Prairie Village Dallas, you hit us, and then from there you go to Nola. So it's a good line. You yeah, know? yeah it, it, definitely. You could, I mean, you just get on I-10, and there's breweries right on. I mean, you don't have to hop off that far by. But that shit didn't there. used to exist. Exactly. No. And that's no. the no, beauty. No, no, no. And I mean, that's the beauty in this whole thing is that that shit did not exist seven years ago. No. And it does now. And, before and that's what gives us the opportunity to have these podcasts, to have these conversations, and to really be able to understand that we are putting out some of the best fucking beer in this country. Yes. Holler at me. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we're super lucky to be here. And before I moved here, I was Holler watching everything. I was watching everything bubble to the top. And when I started working at Tin Roof, everyone was just like, you know, nothing's going on. I'm just like, everyone just wait. Wait. This is, it's all just, it, we're, we're just beginning right now. Right. That's why all these beers coming yep. in, like all these all these breweries coming in from out, like even Dolphish and like, are yeah. coming in and struggling in sales here because we have so much great beer here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dogfish, we don't need you. Right. Like, why do we need Like, it? 10 what? years ago, we that would have been great we, to have fucking 90-minute IPA oh, here. We have two or three local breweries yes. that are fucking putting out that kind of quality. Exactly. Yeah. You look at, Talk to you look me. At Paris with this other half release dropping here. Yeah. Shout out I mean, Paris Brewery. Paris Shout the fuck out Paris Yeah, Brewery. for real. And, for real. You know, I mean, look, look at it. They're setting the market here, not just for... For brewers, beer. I mean, twenty four dollars a four pack. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's like up north type money right there. Yeah, people are gonna buy. They're gonna sell out. People are gonna buy that. Yeah. And I applaud them. You know, some people say, "Oh man, that's just way too much money." But I mean, for us brewers, for for Nola, for us, I mean that. That's great. That you know yeah. they're pushing the twenty four uh, four pack limit. They're gonna sell out that day up. Same yeah. thing with the, with the vanilla maple shade. I mean, God, I want that so bad. Thirty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, I mean, and they're gonna sell out. Side project type money right there. But I mean, if the beer's great, the beer's here. People are gonna pay for it. Yep. And you know, I applaud them that. I mean, the amount of vanilla they're putting in their beers. I mean, vanilla is like fucking gold. Yeah. There's no doubt. So super expensive. That yeah. Nola Brewing and Parish Brewing are. In a very beautiful competition, okay? But if you ask anybody from our brewery, 
and start to really talk to us about fucking if we consider Paris like an actual like competition. It's one of those things where it's like there's no competition to be had. I agree. Y'all do y'all they, they do their they own do thing. They do yeah. their own thing. We do our own. The, and know, that's it. Y'all do the fun and that's series. It. Y'all, y'all, yeah, but that was talking about. Yeah, like, but I'm not. Y'all busting in. We do our funk series. Hold up, but we do our funk series. But like, I would be willing to. I would be willing to be like, yo, our IPAs are starting to be just as good. No, no competition, bro. Yeah, I ever heard Zach say gnarly barley. I was at a beer fair. Somebody made a comment to him. About his juice of juice being underpriced compared to IMD being parallel Paris and it's the same price point. And he looked at him and he said, "Bro, I just want to make good beer for good people." And that's the coolest Amen. thing I've ever made. Make good beer. Beer for for good people, bro. There's no competition. Do your thing, bro. That's it. And and just like from that comment and statement that he that said, like you know, I've only met him a couple times. I've met Carrie's wife uh, uh, several more times. Yeah. Than him. They're both they're both good people, right? And and he's really got some uh, really good friends. Brandon Bennett out here, which is uh, a really yeah. close friend of mine. And Shout out Parker Place. What what? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but just just to hear somebody say that, man, and like really mean it. Yep. He's not in it for the money, dude. He's in it for the love of the game. Yeah. He you know? for the love of craft beer. It's the love of craft beer, man. And that's that's you know when I whenever I got into craft beer, you know I was I was 27 when I opened this business up. I had just gotten out of the Marine Corps, get paid pennies, you know, as a sergeant, and. and Doing multiple to- deployments to Afghanistan as a you know, to close quarter combat. I did demo entryway, blowing indoors to close combat. I didn't pay nothing. I took a huge risk getting out. out well, I contracted with mercenary work for you know two tours, and I took a huge. At 27 man, and, and drop money into something that was, you know, without without so talking sure, to the market. Much. Was, yeah, right. I mean, it's you know, over a half million dollars, and and that's not something I had. And so I had to build into craft beer. So I kind of I kind of specialized in everything. I, I got into Bloody Mary's first thing, and we ended up winning best Bloody Mary two years in a row. To a couple states and people. Then I got into specialty crab daiquiris. Then I got into crab beer, man. I had to build that over time. I mean, my tax—that's that's running another seventy-five thousand dollars without building it, man. Yeah. And you know, you got to build that over time. I'm thirty-four now. I've had this for seven years, and it's just—I didn't have that kind of money. So whenever I built the tap selection, then I was like, I, I, I like to be, I like to do my best in everything. So I specialized in everything, and I was like, you know what? I'll see what this craft's about, man. And I and I educated myself. I sat there. I had uh, a 16 tap kegerator 
So I had like 37 tabs at the time or something. And then I had like 12 or 16 tab pen with no beer in it for three months. Not even plugged in. Sitting behind the bar just using it as like a drink holder. Bro. I like holding my glasses. Because I wasn't going to put beer on that tab until I knew I was making the move to make this a specialty craft beer bar. So I sat there and studied. And, and what takes me now 20 minutes to read through an entire beer list and profiles took me fucking, you know, eight hours. And I was doing that, you know, I would probably read up on beer eight or 12 hours uh, every week, man, yeah. to try and learn, you know, terminology and everything else. And then I started picking out specialty crafts. And then Derek started coming in more often because I was carrying shit he liked, man. And like he said, we grew up together in, in the same neighborhood. We fell out of touch because there was, I don't know, what, 18 years where I went a different way and you went a different way, but we grew up. Right, but we grew up together until we were about 12. And then, yeah. you know, we didn't see each other until I was 31. And I started carrying the beer right, and he came in, and I was like, dude, I need to know your knowledge. I kept, I would always ask, you know, tell me more. Tell me, can you come in Friday and come hang out? Let me buy you some beer. Tell me what you know, because this dude is super nice. And, um... You know, he just threw it to me one day, which it had already been on my mind. Like, hey, why don't you just paint me a little on the side to come in here, man, and teach your guys? And I was like, dude, I was really thinking about that. And I was like, this conversation that we were sitting down to have, I was going to ask him to do And so, you know, I learned so much from the dude. And, like, he came in here and taught my staff so much, you know. And I never had females have the love for craft beer at the time that he worked it. That's fucking brilliant. And, like... That is a brilliant... Without... I mean, that's what we're all looking for. But at that time of this bar, I did over $400,000 in sales more. In a year, man. You know what I'm saying? Because all the staff had the love of the craft beer, you know? And we're building it back, man. I got... I got, uh... Brandon Stack from Ten Roof that's coming in and and he's doing a great job and, and, and he spreads the word just the same, man. It's it's like religion when it comes to craft beer, bro. Well dude, you you, know? you gotta have that knowledgeable staff behind yeah. that bar with that amount of tap. You've gotta be to explain to people person's profile. And like even though Derek was Moonlights ahead of me on, on knowledge of craft beer. I was really good, and this is something you can testify. It's you can't go off of your profile bartending. Remember what I would always say? Because he would go, they, they'd be like, hey, what can I get you? I don't know. And then he gets what he likes, which is a bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah. It should have been uh, a cold style, maybe a. Uh, and, and it was like that for a while so you have to separate yourself from that and so and a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be a good bartender but especially to, with a craft to, to, beer to, to know whiskey and craft beer yeah man I'm t- it's a profession and you can testify to that best thing best thing about best thing about when I worked here was and I tell people I spoke about this on your last podcast 
is the people that come in and say, I want to try Capri, I don't know what I like, what, what do you recommend? And when you find that beer that they like, and then the next time they come back in, and you see them, and you say, oh, you're back. And they say, man, you turn me on that beer, and yeah. that's what I've been bringing. Make what's, that what, call. What, what's next? What yeah, that's great. You know, those are the people I like. That's why I've told them, you know, me being in the front of house at Killa, that's what I eat up. That's what I love. Yeah. The he, he loves the education and teaching. My, my neighbor, when we had, you talked about Jelly of the Month Club. My neighbor saw a post about the beers, and she walked over and she's like, I hate beer. She's like, you're never going to find a beer I like, uh, you know, whatever. I'm like, look, if you're here, try. Yeah. yeah. So she tried Jelly in my Club, the other two. She called me next week. She's like, is there any way that you can give me some more of this, and I want to bring some to my work Christmas party because it's, I've been talking about it all week. And, you know, those, those are the type of people that... I'm in this business for yeah. is to educate and for the experience. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's all about the beer. But at the end of the day, if you can impart on the experience and educate somebody like Chris, Alex's brother is, uh, is a part of Gila as well. And I've been working with him. And he, if he was here right now, he would preach that. So for your expert can say Cicero level in some ways is if somebody comes into your brewery and you're behind the bar you need to know every aspect of your exactly. exactly. They want to be educated. They want to know. They want to know what this hop is, what flavors this hop imparts, why it smells this way. And you need to know those answers because if not, then you at that point, like Zach said, you're just another bartender that could be bartending at some Reggie's and Baton Rouge. I've seen a lot of people that complain, oh, I went to this brewery and had a bad experience because the bartender didn't know shit or the atmosphere sucked. And, you know, that's not what we want to bring to where we're at. And, and that's one thing Zach taught me when I worked here is the way he engaged the customers, the way that, you know, when we talked about craft beer, he told me, like, I want to know everything you know, because if I know everything you know, then I'm better, and I want to be better. I want to be the best. And that's the way I feel. That's the way when I'm, when I'm training Alex's brother right now. That's all I said. I don't want you to be Maybe wants to, I want you yeah. to be better than me. Yeah. And I don't want you to to tell people every aspect of every beer that we have on tap. I don't want somebody to ask you a question and be like, oh, well. Don't sound like idea. a robot. You know, yeah. and, and that's what I try to tell people. You know, Get the love that it took to make it, man. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Get the storyline behind it, bro. Yeah, that's the beauty of What crap. about the beer Bats 19? Who knows the story? All right, the beer's like below media. Not to talk trash about it. The story behind it sells the beer itself. I found Zach's it was passion for daiquiris when I first started here. You know, the, the amount of time he put in the government, even the Bloody Mary. I mean, I'm not even a Bloody Mary fan. I love the Bloody Mary. And, you know, from, from the details of the mix to the type of the vegetables put into the homemade jerky. You know, he shout out to the jerky. Yeah. What was that's Paul Rass? I know how to make it. It's such a bitch. I hate it. So I get my pasta bacon, and he's amazing. And you know, it just you know, 
Zach loves his business, and that's the way I feel about our business. Is we love to do this. It's got to be you your child, it, man. One hundred percent. Yeah, you're gonna succeed. You have to be passionate about it. You know, like people say, oh, well, you can just. I'm gonna say, hey, you looking for a bartender? No, I'm not looking for a bartender. I'm looking for a craft beer. I want somebody who wants a career out of beer, dog. Like that's what I want. I know how like some people look at that and it's like that's stupid. But if I can make sure you're making eighty-five thousand dollars a year at a live venue and and you know working half the year, bro, all I say is please come in and love what we do, dog. Come in and love what we do. Like like I was saying, that just the backstory of a beer, man. I, you know, I can tell you stories about everything, like because I have that rapport with everything I put on. There's a reason why I'm on it. It's not a public eye that's telling you that. And like, that's something Derek told me. He was like, you got to appeal to everybody's taste. He was like, look, there's some styles I just don't get down with. I remember him saying that. He said, but I can tell you if it's a good good style or good beer of that style. It might not be something I want, but I'll tell you if it's a good style of that. Well, beer. that's the beauty of craft AKA beer. AKA Barley Wine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's the beauty of craft beer. There is literally something for everyone. In craft beer, Absolutely. there is some style that will appeal to everybody. But if you just got to try, you just got to be open enough to try. Is the whole thing. And it's like if you get that style of staff that comes in, man, and has that love and passion for it, and and like I say, they they batch nineteen. That's a beer. That beer is from Mississippi. It was. It was got. They got rid of it during the prohibition. So they had a great grandmother that passed away, and her great grandsons were cleaning out her attic. Found the recipe to the beer, started brewing it and selling it. Man, that's a cool backstory, bro. Yeah. That's five minutes of telling something to somebody, but like, and not just bullshit, but enjoying that story and tasting that beer and being like, man, that's this is the path, bro. This is really the path. It's about the story. Right. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this episode of the ABB podcast on that note. That that's a great that's a great note to end on. Zach, thank you so much for having us here at Tiger Tavern, man. I appreciate all my boys for coming in, man. Thank y'all for coming in. Zachary, how long we've been friends, bud? How long we've been friends? A minute, dog. A minute, dog. A minute, dog. Thank you so much. You walked in at 9 30 yeah, in the morning. You I know I the did. Door was locked. You know doing, I did. Doing man. a little bit of Bob Marley hey. and listening to Kill Switch yeah. Engage. That's it, baby. Totally taking but look, surprise. Let me just say thank you for fucking always having us and always fucking dealing with me, man. Thank my boy. You my boy. Thank you. I hear Zachary. Appreciate it. Brian yeah. from Nola Brewing Company. Nola Brewing, baby. Hit it up. Brian. Alex and Derek from Gila Brewing Gila Company. coming in hot. Thank you guys for being here as well. 100. percent We're gonna do a collaboration. We'll figure that shit there out. Oh, fucking right. Yeah. Set it up. It's on the way. It's, it's on. It's recorded. Hey, Davis, you heard it. Davis, going down. Davis, you work for motherfucking. Y'all make sure. I'm gonna buy 20 kegs. I better get all the Alex. I'll just pay it out out of my personal credit card because I'm going to uh, probably have a heart attack from drinking that fucking oh, stop. Hey, bro, we got to work on you having a heart attack, man. I can't deal with it no more. I can't deal with it no more. I would be cool with it. You're supposed to be my boy. Yes. 
Y'all make sure to follow no. Tiny Tavern on Facebook. Make sure to follow Gilla Brewing Company on Facebook and Instagram and Nola Brewing Company as well on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Follow the ABV Podcast on a- Facebook and Instagram B- as B- well. Podcast, please. If you don't follow that shit, you're not a real beer drinker. Thank you. We're gonna be honest, man. This is what we're doing. This dude is legitimately trying to fucking make sure everybody else prospers. If you're into beer, follow this shit. If you're not, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And I'll also do. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. night. That's it, guys. Look for us on iTunes, on on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Get the podcast. Tpublic.com slash users slash upsets apparel for t-shirts and all that good stuff. Once again, I am Chuck P. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details.